We're going live. Sorry for showing up a little bit late, but let's get this party started. Tonight's episode, we are talking about their excuse. Their excuse to reset the whole system. The final pump before the systems go down. We're going to get straight on into it tonight. So starting off, I just wanted to say, make sure you guys hit the links down below in the description of all of my videos. Uh, if you're looking to get your wallets, your Elipal Titan, your Ledger, I know we got a couple exchanges on there too. It is one way to support the channel. The other way that you can support is by signing up for our Patreon. And you can find all that at my website, ZachRichter.com. So a huge shout out to everyone that is showing us love, showing the support. I appreciate you guys always. Let's bring it again tonight. Very important episode. Let's get straight on into it. Okay, so at the time of this recording, Bitcoin is at 20200 It did pump up to about 20400 this morning. Ethereum is back down to 1350 1350 And we have XRP trading at $0.47.5. Cents. Let's take a look at this Bitcoin chart. You guys can see here that this Bitcoin chart has been steadily climbing over the last 24 hours. Okay, this is the 15-minute chart. Taking a quick look at that, seeing what it's doing. And we are not falling for this fake out. Once again, another fake out before they're about to roll this thing over to the downside. Once again, the bottom is not in. The issues are still there, more prevalent than ever before, more visible than ever before. The rumors circulating over the last weekend were pretty incredible from Credit Suisse going bust, Deutsche Bank. Uh, we have other situations that we're about to cover in tonight's live streams. The systems are already starting to break down. We get one last pump based off of the rumors that the Fed is about to pivot, that we're about to be able to fix this inflation crisis, which they have no chance of solving this inflation crisis. But let's get straight on into it. Much more than just inflation and economics, we got the current events to cover as well. Bangladesh, national power grid collapses, causing a blackout for 140 million citizens. Apart from the country's, uh, apart from the country's northwest, the rest of the country is without power. I want to make a quick point. We are just enjoying the beautiful weather as we conclude the summer here in the Pacific Northwest, actually. Uh, it's still feeling like summer. It's just absolutely beautiful. We had a great, great summer in America. The power is going out. There's riots in the streets. Europe's burning their energy bills. And we're like, what's going on? What are you talking? I got trolls in the comments. Wasn't the 24th supposed to be the end of the world? Like, what are you talking about? We never talked about the 24th being the date. We've shown you guys the window of opportunity, the cycles that are converging right now, everything that's aligned. Yeah, it's perfectly lined up for a crash. We're already in the middle of one. And we're debating against the same people that you know weren't willing to admit that we were even in a bear market after we were already down 75%. But my point with, with bringing this up, guys, and why this is so important is we're still getting fat and happy in America. We're still having a party. We're still having a good time. We're, you know, the power's still on. We still got food on the shelves. Meanwhile, the rest of the world is facing unprecedented situations, and it's coming here. It's coming home for those here in America. Listen to the family that we have in this community across the world. Drop the comments down below and let me know. If you're coming in from Europe, we got a lot of Australia recently. Uh, shout out Asia in the chat. Let me know. South Africa. I see all you guys. Okay, Let me know in the comments down below where you're from and what issues, what crisis your country is going through. Bangladesh, nearly uh, the whole country. 140 million people without power. Hope you guys are prepared. Let's get into it. Now, we have Elon Musk saying that buying Twitter is an accelerant to creating X, the everything app. That fascination with X, very, very interesting with Elon Musk. Does he own XRP? I don't know if we need to go that far with the speculation, but if I had to take a guess, I would say yes, absolutely. Absolutely. 
Uh, it works. It's good technology. And he was inside with the PayPal mafia from the very, very beginning. Now, <laughs> continuing on, Hillary Clinton's former advisor says that she may run in 2024. It looks like the cabal is out of cards left to play. So they're just bringing back out the clones. Hillary, one more run. One more. You, you need to lose to Trump again. Come on forward. It's going to be interesting to watch. It's hilarious to me, though, real quick, that um, it's like everyone's accepted that Joe is not going to run for a second term. Like, that's just the consensus amongst the Democrats, Republicans, independents. It's like, there's no way. And in, and we're all making side bets. Is he even going to make it? Now, our, our thoughts and prayers with Joe. Hope it's working out. Hope he's doing well. Hope he's in good health. And I hope that he's able to successfully run uh, the D.C. country situation over there. Okay, let's continue on. United Nation calls on the U.S. Federal Reserve and other central banks to halt interest rate increases. Central banks risk pushing the global economy into recession, a U.N. agency said Monday. So the global powers that be forcing their hand, forcing their will. You guys need to relax, you know, even though the inflation's running rampant, right? Your economies are going bust. Pension crisis in England. Power going out in multiple countries. No food on the shelves in multiple countries. Full-blown wars taking place in Ukraine, Russia, Taiwan being circled, overran, about to be turned over to China. But yet this global hand continues to force us and continues to force their way. And uh, for the time being in our country with Joe Biden running the show, it appears that we're going along with it. So I am very interested to see how soon the Fed is going to pivot. Uh, my speculation was that there was going to be next year. That's when they were telling us. And as we've been saying for the last year, when the whole economy, when the whole world's just waiting around for the next Fed meeting and the next move that the Fed is going to do, it puts everyone in a tough position because we know we can't trust them. They created the whole damn crisis and then they act like they're the saviors, right? They started the fire and then they go put the, the, the firefighter outfit on, come to the rescue to save us, even though they have no tools to actually get us out of the house that's already on fire. It's just, are they gonna pour more fire on it and end it sooner? Or are they gonna <clears throat> pretend that they can save us? They'll hoist up a ladder, you know, uh, they'll, they'll start to cut interest rates here and they will reintroduce quantitative easing if they do reverse. But they told us it wasn't gonna be till next year. So let's, you know, see what they end up doing. Here, it's hard to predict what the Fed's gonna do. But the bottom line is we've shown you guys everything converging right now for the bottom panic crash moment to be coming in this month. So nonetheless, we'll continue to watch that. Macro Elf tells us every time the Fed has seriously fought inflation, they always ended up raising Fed funds above the prevailing core inflation rate. So in 1980, that core CPI was at 14%. They took the Fed funds up to 18%. In 1984, core CPI 5% took Fed funds up to 12%. Let's just fast forward, 2006, core CPI was 3%. They had to take the Fed fund rates up to 5%. This time around in 2023, we have that CPI above 8%. 8% for that interest rate. So basically they would have to bring us up to nine, 10% at least to start to fight this inflation crisis. The problem with that is the debt service would kill everyone, including the governments. So if they really go that path, that means they have to reset it sooner. That means they have to reset the currencies. They have to reset everything sooner, which 
from all the deals, all the papers from behind the scenes, Bank of International Settlements, IMF, SWIFT, every other financial institution that matters. It looks like everyone's about ready for that moment. It's just a matter of who's going to get sacrificed in this rollover to the new financial system. Now, the Bank of England confirms that it will continue buying long-term UK government bonds until the October 14th. So quantitative easing, buying back government bonds until the middle of this month. Okay, so the Bank of England was one of the first central banks here to fold, follow along with the UN orders. Now, turning it back to America, nearly half of Americans making six figures living paycheck to paycheck. This is the real situation why we got to get tapped in. We got to have a real strategy and a plan for all of these asset classes. Number one, if you're making six figures and you're living paycheck to paycheck, we got to figure that out. Number two, no matter how much you're making, is your job going to make it through this recession? The situation gets worse. The situation isn't over. Even if the markets bottom out over the next two to three months, that doesn't mean real estate bottoms. That doesn't mean the layoffs have peaked and, the, and the things are about to start getting better. It's going to be rosy next year. No, no, no. We're going to feel the effects of this for years to come. Unless the Fed does that complete reversal. But we got to get tapped in. We got to have a plan. Paycheck to paycheck is what about 80, 90% of Americans are living like. We got to figure that one out, folks. We got to have a plan for that. Okay. Yes. Uh, last uh, live stream, we talked about what to do with our cash, what to do with that. I'll be dropping that video again tomorrow morning. You guys can check that out. Make sure you hit that notification bell so you know when I'm going live and so you can catch all these clips that we're editing up and putting together for you guys so you don't miss anything. Okay. Now, next one. Home prices in the U.S. are now posting the biggest monthly decline since 2009. So as I just said, real estate's lagging. The real estate is market is going to bottom out over the next year or so. Could take longer. Mortgage delinquencies and foreclosures will probably peak out in the next year or two as well. All lagging indicators. A whole lagging asset class. Okay. But if they go to seriously fight this inflation, if they actually go forward with those interest rate hikes, the mortgage rate, average mortgage rate is about 7% right now in the United States. The average 30-year fixed. Truly incredible. No one's going to be able to afford anything, you know. And in this next article right here, Housing Bubble Disrespector shares this post here from John Wake. From their May 2022 peak, home prices will need to plunge 40%. In other words, a $1 million home in mid-2022 will be a $600,000 home by 2026. This chart right here is the California mean price trend line from, uh, yeah, yeah, basically the last few decades, all the way back to 1989. The California mean price trend line. So to go back to trend, we're going to need a 40% drop, which means that million dollar home is going to be going back down to 600,000. What's interesting though, is because the interest rates are hiking up so much, the person that was able to afford a million dollars at the beginning of this year, they can only afford about $600,000 now anyways. So what I'm waiting for and what you should be waiting for if you're looking to get into real estate asset class, and this is just a few real estate data points, like housing bubble disrespector says sexy time. Not going to lie, we are going to be sexually stimulated by some of the deals that we're about to see coming online in the next year or two. We are absolutely turned on when we think about this opportunity. It's going to be fantastic. Now, do we want to see Middle Street, uh, Main Street get hit by this? Do we want to see the average American middle class poor family lose uh, 20, 30% of their net worth because their real estate was the only asset class that they have along with their 401k that gets wiped out as well. No, we don't, you know, that's, that's sad. That's a sad situation, but that's reality. So we got to be prepared. If you're looking for real estate deals, I think it's going to be truly incredible over the next year or two. 
the next year or two. And you can start negotiating now. You just got to bring these sellers to reality. Hey man, this isn't, this isn't uh, 2020 anymore. This isn't the all-time high of 2021. The last two years, it got shaken up like we've never seen before. So uh, the deal is going to be coming online. We will be absolutely taking advantage of that. Now, check this one out. So Brian Armstrong and Coinbase is announcing that they have a documentary coming out on, um, oh, it's going to be on Amazon Prime, okay? Brian Brooks says, check out the trailer. It's crazy, okay? I think that Brian Brooks is in it. Sounds like uh, there's going to be some other pretty important people in it. And Ron Hammond interjects. He says, if only there was a show about the political side of crypto. I think that that show is coming. When this story is all said and done, there's going to be movies made, not only about the Ripple versus SEC lawsuit, not only about the corruption that was taking place at the SEC, uh, at uh, all the three-letter agencies, within all of the DC swamp corporation ran by the cabal. There's going to be movies made about this time uh, for the next couple decades. And, and we're going to look at this and we're going to look back and say, man, it was crazy. It was chaotic. So many distractions. We lost many good people, literally lost their businesses, some passed away, health crisis. You guys already know that deal. We're going to look back and say, well, we made it. And we created generational wealth. We took care of our families. And it's not going to be, we did the best we could. It's going to be, no, we got it done. We executed on our strategies. We created generational wealth. And we were able to help our community over the, you know, the next decade or so. Looking back 20, 30 years from now, we'll be able to say, yeah, we were part of helping us get back on out of this. Dig on out of this hole. Build back better, not in the Joe Biden way. But there is going to be movies made about all of this. It's going to be truly incredible. Linda P. Jones has a little thread for us. What happened September 30th? The U.S. corporation ended. End of the U.S. government fiscal year. Vatican returned funds. Commercial traders went from short to long silver. CEOs resigned. Rumors of two banks failing. It sure seems like the Fed banks are out of money. Cash is running low and funds is drying up. If the internet goes down soon, the financial system will be rebooting to a new one, in my opinion. I would have to agree. I would have to absolutely agree. As David Schwartz said, quote, we are in the middle of rebuilding the financial system, end quote. It's being fixed under the radar and under our noses. Our financial system changed September 30th and is still transitioning. If the internet goes down, that's the switchover. Both Credit Suisse and XRP are said to rise like a phoenix from the ashes. See the video of the Credit Suisse. That was the CEO says that uh, the bank will rise like the phoenix. Now, we saw yesterday, spot silver jumps 7.1%, most since February of 2022. Peter Schiff adds in, gold rose over $40 today, this is from yesterday, closing back above 1,700, silver rose $1.67, closing well above $20, 18% above its September low. More importantly, the GDXJ is now 20% above last week's two and a half year low. Precious metals markets are indicating that the Fed has likely already capitulated. So are we about to see a run in the precious metals market? Looks like the charts are showing us that there's a massive, massive breakout that's imminent. It's all eyes are gonna be on the Federal Reserve. And uh, basically the bottom line is gonna be, are they gonna wanna reset, restructure and do the deal now? Or are they gonna kick the can down the road once again? For me, it looks like this, you know, like, like Linda says, when, if the internet goes out, if the systems go down, to me, it looks like we're primed for that. They've been priming us for that for, for so many years. You can see it in the shows, you can see it in the movies, all this moment right here, this, that we've been waiting for. And then we look at all the cycles converging, all the alignment right now, 
I believe we're going through the final pump before we roll over. Now, I was going back and let me pull this up actually for you guys. I'll show you guys. Uh, this is from my Shemitah deep dive. Oh shoot, can I show you guys? Let me show you guys this real quick from my Shemitah deep dive so you guys know what I'm talking about here. Right here, this is my Shemitah deep dive. And if you look at right here, in 1987, the panic started Rosh Hashanah. We rallied till Yom Kippur, then crash. Crash concluded on the Feast of Tabernacles. This year is identical to 1929. Uh, we have not completed the down move yet, but we are very close. Another final relief rally is set to come in. And then you see this part that I highlighted. If we rally into Yom Kippur, we crash into October. Now, remember, Yom Kippur this year is the fourth and the fifth. Right now, today, is the first day of Yom Kippur. Okay? So you guys can see right there. Shared that with my Discord group, Shemitah Cycle Deep Dive, uh, towards the end of last month. About how we can expect something similar to play out here where we can get a rally towards the end of this month. Because why? We knew there was a new moon coming in. That always brings us some bullish energy. And then we've seen in the past where we rally into Yom Kippur before we fold back over into the Feast of Tabernacles. If you're late, you don't know what I'm talking about and you think I'm crazy, you're going to have to go back and watch. Go back and watch my 20-minute shock and awe events. Uh, uh, I forget what that exact title is. October shock and awe events. Something like that. You'll go back and see that. 20 minutes. I'll, I'll share it on my Twitter once again. It's my most important research that I've put together here, and that will get you all caught up to speed in 20 minutes on the full analysis. But I just wanted to show you guys here that I was telling my Discord group, and I had mentioned it with you guys here as well, I think in the live streams, we can rally towards the end of this month because we have the new moon and we have Yom Kippur. We have these Yom Kippur rallies that come in before we fold over. And in 2008, 1987, 1929, the crash panic event concluded during the Feast of Tabernacles, which is October 9th through the 16th, okay? Now, when I presented this, I said, this is not a presentation on the why, but rather on the how. I will present the context for every crash we have had over the last 200 years and how I am planning to navigate it. So right now, I just did a TikTok the other day, yesterday, I think, and uh, it's got like 70, 80,000 views. It's doing pretty good. But it's tough to talk about this secret stuff with the TikTok kids and with the new people that are just trying to get tuned in and they're hearing me talk about Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah, Shemitah, year. They're like, what language are you talking about? We'll get you caught back up to speed. I dropped the simplified version of the Shemitah deep dive on the YouTube for everyone to see. You can go back and it's still relevant. We're living through it right now. The rally took place today. First day of Yom Kippur rally. Guess who's shorting Bitcoin? Now, that trade is down right now. Bought in again for a second time as we approach 19, uh, I mean, my second entry at 19,900. Now, my Discord group already knows. I've been telling them, keeping them updated on my trades in real time. Yeah, still down, but not going to get faked out by this one again. And remember, last two times they did this, we pumped to 25,000 in August. We said it was a fake out. Pumped full moon of September 10th. Said it was the full moon fake out, shorted again, right? Here we are once again. Here I am down once again. They, pay, they pumped it, 20,400. 
I'm down 10%. Oh my gosh. But the way that we're trading, which I don't have time to explain it right now, low leverage, 5x leverage, and I got money ready to margin call. So if I get margin called, they won't liquidate me uh, because we got buy order set. So if they just continue to pump it, we just continue to buy more, we're not going to be faked out. We understand where this goes. This is not tra uh, financial advice, and I'm not uh, recommending you guys trade. The reason why I'm telling you guys about this is because I want you guys to not FOMO into these coins, whatever you're investing in right now, just because you're starting to see them pump and uh, you worry about our time is running out. This is once again a setup, in my opinion. Visa Tabernacles is 9 through 16. So over the next uh, couple weeks is, the, is when we're going to roll back over. Okay. I don't think that this rally will last long. Okay. Yom Kippur takes today, place today and tomorrow. And then we're going into the full moon on October 9th, which is the first day of Visa Tabernacle. So uh, it's perfect alignment, right? But uh, truly, truly incredible. So <laughs> the other thing that I, I made, a, that, that video that I made, that TikTok, I said that the 80-year war cycles are converging. You go back 80 years, World War II, go back 80 years, Civil War, 80 years, 70, 1776, United States Revolution. I get all these people in the comments, and this is the tough part, and I, I get it, I sympathize, because they're late, they, haven't, they have no idea about our analysis. I mean, Barstool Sports just shared my post and got a, got a bunch of views and all these people trolling me. They're trying to clown me. I'm just like, well, if you guys want to learn about the secret sauce, real analysis, and how all these crashes have played out over the last 200 years, we can have a conversation. But I mean, most people are just too busy trolling and um, distracted. But uh, all the people are like, well, you're forgetting about Vietnam War and the Gulf War and the Iraq War. That's, that's not the point. The point is, Mars versus Uranus uh, conjunction is really what the 80-year cycle is and Mars representation in the energy of war. Mars always representing war. But I don't dare to even mention the astrology. I just mentioned the 80-year war cycle to get people to understand that the time is here. I want to put it out on the public for everyone to see. And then, um, but people get caught up in all this other stuff without realizing that we've done the full analysis. The 80-year the war cycle is actually an astrological cycle. It's not just you know, something that we're making up, something that I'm just picking. No, it's got the astrological alignment as well. But if I say that, you guys think I'm crazy. The masses, I'm talking about the masses. Not you guys on this channel that are completely tapped in. You guys are shorting Bitcoin, not being faked out, buying the dip when it comes in. Not unemotional about these market moves. Understand that we're about to have mass distractions coming. And that was the point with why I shared that. As I said, mass distractions between now and the election. And I've already shown that we're in an 80-year war cycle. And all these people, all these kids, they just get all riled up about all this nonsense. And they're just going to miss the complete point. They're the ones that are saying that the bottom's in. The only chance that the bottom is in is if the Fed does a complete reversal and a complete pivot, which is fine because we own the precious metals. We own the assets that matter. Right? We have businesses that are going to do great. So we win. Either way it goes, we positioned ourselves. But our analysis tells us that we got that crash moment coming up right here this month. And this right here looks to me like the final fake out before the systems go down event. If I had to bet, if I had to gamble on when we're going to get that next big event, and don't get caught up on the, what exact event's going to play out and what exact date and hour it's going to be. Focus on the window of time, and there's about a dozen different scenarios. Here's the key thing. 
all of those end of the world, uh, terrible crash scenarios, you prepare the same way for all of them. This is where people get confused about the facts. You prepare the same way regardless. So, you know, these people want to try to pick me apart. Barstool Sports wants to clown me. And I just ask, how's your program working out? Holding Bitcoin and Ethereum. As it's down 75, 80%, has no utility. Ethereum 2.0 is a complete flop. How's your program working out? Holding stocks that are down. How far are your stocks down? Completely wrecked. Now, uh, let's see what else we had to cover here. I know we had one more. Precious metals are absolutely primed for a pump, guys. It's, it's the silver move um, looking fantastic, actually. Absolutely looking fantastic. Okay, yeah, this is how I wanted to end this one. Jarrett.xrp fire Gary Gensler, okay? Says, if Credit Suisse uses the XRPL, it's over. We will see $100 immediately. Nobody can argue against this watching this news closely. This is this man's opinion, but I would have to agree that if we do get one of these banks, one of these major investment banks, the biggest bank in Switzerland, maybe Deutsche Bank has a deal done. Maybe the Bank of England already partnered with Ripple in 2018. Oh, gee. Maybe the Bank of Scotland is building a CBDC on the XRP ledger. That was just announced a couple weeks ago too, along with other central bank digital currencies that are already on the XRP as well. But if one of these players adopts XRPL, he says we're going to three digits. We've already seen hundreds partnered up with Ripple behind the scenes. They just don't have clarity on using XRP. Now, the key part about this is XRP is the solution for the liquidity crisis and everything that's going on right now from the, in, in the derivatives market. What did we talk about when we talked two nights ago, Credit Suisse, Deutsche Bank, is we have no idea about their derivatives exposure. What did the early XRP insiders tell us, right? The XRP was actually meant to handle derivatives, not cross-border payments. Not cross-border payments. And I got to make a new, I'm going to make a TikTok a little short. And maybe I'll make a, I'll probably just post it on Twitter too. Because I have a serious question. For those in the XRP community, those outside of the XRP community, if XRP is not going to three digits, if it's not going to 589, if it's not going to $1,000, $10,000 per coin, where does it end up? How does this story end? Ripple spends $100 million so that XRP can one day make it to $10, a little bit of utility, a little bit of cross-border payments. Where does this story end? And what problem is it primed to solve? How big is that problem? Well, Shadow asset class, we can't tell how big the derivatives is, but it's well over one quadrillion. Well over one quadrillion. And so my serious question for all the, all the haters, and some of them aren't even haters, they're just, you know, realist. I'm just real about it, man. It's ridiculous to talk about three, four, and five digits. Okay, well, how's the story end? You tell me. $12 XRP, that's it, really? Ripple spends $100 million, invests billions of dollars into this ecosystem. It's the 43rd treasurer of the United States to join their board of directors. How is that possible if it's only going to be a $12 XRP? You see what I'm saying? So with all due respect, how does the story end? 
if XRP is not going to three, four, five digits dollar, you know, and gonna we're like at least halfway right about all of our theories, speculations, how crazy we are for talking about these prices. Where does the story end? What's the price? What's the deal? And then also, who is going to solve these problems that are in the quadrillions? Because if it really is going to be quant, maybe I should pick some up. Maybe I should take a look. I don't see it. I don't see it happening right now. Now, uh, many people have been asking, what am I going to be picking up during this dip? I'm going to let you guys know right here before I get into some Q&A to wrap up this session. We have over 1,000 people in the live stream tonight. And if you haven't already smashed that thumbs up, let's get that done. Okay, thank you. Right now, I've picked up a huge bag of XRP. You guys already know that deal. And I've held my XLM. I offloaded my XDC, my Algorand, my IOTA. Um, and I think that was about it. And I've been using that to trade. Okay. And like, you guys aren't going to hear this from any other influencer, anybody in this space, because nobody's transparent. These guys are all full of shit. Anyways, I've got nothing to hide. And I'm straight up with you guys. I sold those coins, took the tax loss. Okay. Um, and then I've been using that to trade Bitcoin and well, short Bitcoin exclusively. And you guys have seen the su success that we've had in those trades. We've made about 40, 50% on our bag overall over the last three months shorting Bitcoin. Okay. But we're looking to go back into IOTA, XDC, Algorand, and, um, see quant is the one that I do put above H bar as far as kind of get me excited. But um, nonetheless, it's primarily going to be Algorand, XDC, and IOTA. Um, and for me, I've already told you guys too, most of my cash now is set aside for real estate. Okay? So any more allocations to cryptocurrency, going to be pretty minimal. And at the time being, I've just stayed liquid, shorting the hell out of Bitcoin, you know, and uh, waiting to make my re-entries. Okay? So kind of just growing my bag until I can go back in. But... As I've uh, always told you guys, I trade with less than 5% of my overall allocation to cryptocurrency. So I'm not gambling with the house here, right? Um, and, and so other than that, cash is set aside for the real estate deals that I, I've shown you guys earlier is going to be incredible. Um, we were talking about how California's median house is going to drop by 40% still potentially. Some markets are going to drop 40, 50%. Some in the Midwest, you guys know in the middle of America, you guys have been hanging out. You guys are chilling. You guys aren't going to be dropping by even 10%, maybe, you know. But you're not going to experience the big crash that we're seeing in the coast and the cities and the high flying speculative markets. Okay. Um, and then you guys already know the deal, too. If you need to get your income up and you need to, you know, make some more money, you might just want to allocate that cash. Some of that money needs to start your business. Start your side hustle. That's another thing that I would consider right now as well. So as we have always been talking about uh, ever since this recession started at the beginning of this year, how do we prepare for a recession? First thing, prepping and essentials. Second thing, got to get your income up, got to maximize, start your side hustle, start your business, uh, make sure that your business and job is going to make it through the recession. Potentially uh, see, ask your job, can I get OT? Can you give me more hours? Make yourself more valuable, get a raise, whatever it takes. Okay. And then after that, we're looking at cryptocurrency, precious metals, real estate. Okay. For me, that's how I'm ready to pounce on all these deals as they come through. And we are just absolutely going to be taking advantage of this final fake out before the systems go down. I really think that the moment's here. Do I care to talk about what, you know, dozen scenarios could play out? Not really. Like, okay, they blame Putin for nuking or Putin does drop a nuke or 
there's a dozen different scenarios. Um, hopefully, God willing, there will be no nukes being dropped. In my opinion, my speculation, I don't think that that's going to be it. But man, they got some sophisticated weapons and let's just say attacks are underway of critical infrastructure that does bring the system down. That's all that matters. Like I said, we don't have to speculate for an hour here on what scenario is going to play out. We prepare the same way for the dozen different doomsday scenarios, the, the different crash scenarios, same, pre, same strategy, same assets, same moves, same conviction, non-emotional, not scared. God willing, we absolutely take advantage and we survive and thrive during this time. Hey, God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in. And all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.